Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hey, and welcome back. So this episode is part two of my conversation with Carol Reed. Just to remind you, Carol is an innovation consultant and executive coach. She's a speaker. She is a health service journal award winner. She lectures on the NHS Digital Academy. She is a writer and researcher. She's a businesswoman. And in the second part, we talk about how to design a life that works for you. And we also talk about investing in your idea and what that looks like at a variety of levels. We also talk about making money. So lots of people say, well, I'm not in it to make money. And I challenge that. And we talk about planning your time and creating that default diary so you know what you need to do, especially when you're multi-passionate and you're following lots of things and pursuing lots of things. And we also talk about the importance of learning from different sectors. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. There's so much to learn from here. And one of the things I want to say, sometimes somebody may say something, you think, yeah, 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 I know that. But it's like, do you do it? And sometimes I think people find it hard to listen to the same episode twice. But I would really, if you are starting up a business, if you are leading a change, I think these two episodes you need to revisit. I think some of it you'll think, yeah, I think, I really do think some of this stuff um, you'll need to revisit. And I think Carol has got so much experience. Like, listen, listen to the master. (laughs) Enjoy and I'll see you in the next episode. So you've done all this amazing work, but you do work in the NHS, but you, in your words, you've stepped out of the NHS to get a bit more balance. Talk to us about that. I've been out of the NHS now for just on two years in February and there was a in the last couple of years in the organization I was getting quite frustrated I was also diagnosed with um, a condition which made me quite unwell for a bit and I one of the bits I feel quite disappointed I haven't done is I did this big piece of research I've developed the methodology and I needed to actually go out there and say I'm trusting the currents I'm actually going to do this I'm going to use the big piece of research that I've done I'm going to look at working with some individuals that 
from my co- from a coaching perspective and a mentoring perspective you know using my own advice really I've sparked that idea I want to pivot it I want to make sure that when I sprint with that that you know I can tweak it so that it works for people and that's what I've been doing over the last two years I've been but also I think it's really important for people to keep their networks and connections up so I have strong connections because part of me part of my work life is I work for the Digital Academy. So I work with the University of Edinburgh and we have a program which I was on the first cohort about digital innovation and digital leadership. And I'm now teaching on that around design thinking and, you know, putting together content for other colleagues. But that keeps me absolutely up to date on the latest thinking and future thinking around innovation, you know, innovation, the NHS, what's happening with all the systems that are changing at the moment, integrated care. This gives me access to lots of brilliant people that are digital leaders and, you know, engaging with those, but also with people across the, the world that are involved with the Digital Academy. So that's fantastic. I've also presented the research that I did at Stanford so I've got contacts there which gives me another network and um, something that you're aware of Tara is the Source for Networks platform which is fantastic for primary care and other people that are working in networks and I would say it's a free resource but it's great because I can search for content there so an innovator's work is never really done because you're mm. always looking at other elements. But the difficulty for all innovators, I would say, from my research is about focus. So the two years I've had have been about, right, OK, what works? What do I need to do? How do I design a life that keeps me well, that I'm in my own environment? How do I do remote working but still keep in touch with all the things I need to do and be on the top of my game that's what I've designed and it also enables me to go out and do those other things I love doing around writing photography keeping fit and then Covid happened a year ago (laughs) as you know and uh, you know so my remote working is slightly different than it would have been pre-Covid But I think there's so many people at the moment that are questioning how do they design their lives to work in the period of time we're in now? How do we go forward? There's lots of innovation taking place in the NHS, but how do we keep the good stuff, but actually look at how we balance, you know, you know, big issue is about people burning out and I think we have to address, you know, it's not the same to be on a Zoom or Teams meeting all day and then come away from that. Remote working isn't quite like it was pre-COVID at the moment. So we have to make sure that people can design a life that works for them. And I'm, as I said, sort of two years sort of looking at this. Start, I'm just about to start writing the book that I, many people have picked me up and said, we haven't written a book yet. Yeah, so I'm, in the, <laughs> I'm just about to start doing it. But I think there had to be an element of, to make it valuable, it had to be not just about innovating in the NHS. It had to link in with both bits of my research about what it's like to actually live that 
piece when you're outside of the NHS. How do you innovate in health and how do you help other people innovate? So I'm going to launch with a, another coach. We're going to launch something called the a Life Design uh, membership, which will enable people to have that safe space to, to have peers, diverse peers as well, because I think the worst thing that we can do in healthcare is only talk to people that look like us or come from the same mm. background as us. We need to be diverse. And, you know, I'm really pleased that in the coaching and mentoring I've done over the last two years, I would say I've had people from all backgrounds. So I think that's really good that we can bring people together in that way and they feel comfortable with with me working with them to support their innovation that they're trying to do i think that's really important around the diet the diverse kind of biz you know like bit sectors because i'm part of business we call the masterminds where you know i mean one of them i'm the only person based in the uk and I think that there, and I'm reading a book today, which is very, it's a, you know, for profitable businesses, it's Traction by Gino Wickman. And I keep going back to it thinking, what can I take from this and apply to primary care networks? And I think the danger of, uh, you know, like healthcare professionals only wanting to talk to, to healthcare professionals because we understand the lingo is you just miss out on so much more. And I listened to a podcast today where a hairdresser was talking about marketing techniques and it kind of, you know, like the principles are the same but it is interesting hearing different business owners explore and work through some of the challenges and work out how you can do things a little bit differently so I think that's really really it's really good who is your membership going to be targeted at do they pay to join yeah and that's a that's a big debate for us at the moment I don't know what your group mastermind is is that a paid form? So it started off as a paid for one and I worked with my coach for a year and then it kind of, we kind of didn't need the facilitation part of it and we keep in touch via Voxer. But I would all, I do think the paid for masterminds are better. There is a level of accountability. You know, you're going to come, you're going to do the work. But I think with the other mastermind, it's peer led. But I would say for where I'm going in my business, I am looking for a paid for mastermind again, because it's nice to, once those relationships are there, they're always there, but it's always nice to grow your network and learn different things or hear the same things in a slightly different way. I think, but I'm a business owner, so it's, I expect to pay (laughs) like I do. Yeah, this is a debate that we've had. And what we're looking at is we will have a small founder membership that will be initially, we're not sure yet, but probably for like six months because they will help us develop what this should be for that group of people. You're absolutely right. All the research says that if it's not a paid for membership, then people aren't so accountable and the whole point of doing this is that people not only you know we're in a way we're the people that have just gone we're a couple of steps ahead of the other people and we're telling you like the the pros and the cons because I, I came out of the NHS and I would you know I would love to say that I knew everything but nobody knows everything yeah. and there's this element when you leave and you and I'm very blessed that I have made myself have lots of connections 
you know, not just in the UK, fantastic people from not just healthcare. So I'm quite good at, you know, Twitter's great or it was great. It's gone a bit rubbish with the algorithms at the moment. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm quite good. If I see something and I'm interested and I, that sparks my curiosity, I talk to, to, to various people and, and it's amazing what you will find out and the good connections that you make. So I'm very conscious that this membership needs to be where people are coming. They can learn just not just from us, but as from the community as well. And we will have been like a, a bit like you're talking about, Tara. I mean, I find your podcasts are really helpful because you talk about things and it is, you know, it's the good, the bad and the indifferent, isn't it? Because it's yeah. not all people see, especially with Instagram and all these various social media, people only post what they want you to see. So you probably think, oh, that's great. Everybody's done that. And when you're plotting a course where, in a way, there is no course to follow. I'm not going, oh, I'm going to do this leadership program and I'm going to do that and then I'm going to be a band, whatever. You need somebody to say, that actually was how I felt at that stage and go with the process or or this was really helpful. You know, I think there's probably lots of people in healthcare at the moment that want to look at not a portfolio life as it as we think of you know from handy and all that from years ago but it's a portfolio that suits you it's about how you use design thinking for what works for you so it may be somebody in primary care decides to drop a few hours to use some time within our mastermind to think about wow could i could i do a side hustle that could be something totally unrelated to healthcare and that might actually be what they need to stay in healthcare, or they might want to say, I'm going to do something else. And what we're going to bring together in the founder members will be people from a range of different backgrounds mm -hmm. and a range of places on the journey, because we're looking at people that want to design their life using, you know, the tools that I've talked about around spark pivot sprint, but also around design thinking. And that's what we think because both of us the two founders have done it and we didn't you know the founder that I'm working with I haven't actually met her in real life we met through design thinking and through the internet and that is a normal way you know yeah. that's quite normal these days so what we plan to do is to make sure that it will work for people to come into the group to feel that you know there's a check-in and some form of accountability because we all feel a bit detached at the moment with covid because we can't do all the things that we would normally do to keep you know which give us joy you know i see you going out running and i do you know i go out walking and i do crossfit in my lounge it's not quite the same <laughs> I've never tried that. I need to. I've not tried that. That looks too intense for me. Well, I say I think it's. I think what I've done, I've innovated, and it's a cut down version. <laughs> because um, yeah, I'm. I, I think is where you've got to look at where you are and make it work for you. Yeah. But it does keep you sane. And I and you know we're not saying there's one answer because obviously there's not one answer. Yeah. And with innovation, it's about it's no good doing something if you think oh this is going to make me money 
that's the wrong way of coming at it. You need to be absolutely passionate about it because as an entrepreneur or an, or an intrapreneur, there will be times where you want to throw that innovation <laughs> against the wall <laughs> because things aren't going your way. You know, it is some of this is around serendipity. So there might be two similar products out there and one will get more leverage than the other. And, you know, some of the things that I've mentioned in the podcast are what you need to be thinking about. Don't take all your time planning it. You need to have an experiment. So one of the, the last thing I just wanted to pick up on is where you say, you know, like don't do it for the money. And I, I mean, I hear that probably every day every person that comes onto the podcast says you know I'm, I'm not in it for the money I just you know like I just want to do good and I just want to add value however <laughs> if you don't and you have to write a business case so you have to you know like there comes a point and it does need to I would argue it does need to come early on you might not want you don't it may not be I want to be a billionaire but it's a bit like if you have stepped outside of the NHS, you may have a little bit of savings and then that money goes and you've got a house and you've got a husband and you've got kids. You do need to pay the bills. So I I personally don't think that it's, I don't think it's wrong at the beginning to think I've got a really, really good idea. And I think people could would, would pay for this versus I've got a really good idea. I'm going to pour my heart and soul into it. I don't want to make any money. I don't want to make any money, but yet I want to change the world. Yeah, and you won't do that. <laughs> no. So, yeah, because, you know, we are a commercial-led. Um, and I think that was that was the interesting bit in my role in the organisation because some of the things that we commercialised were, were fantastic things. They, they were all fantastic things. They were all going to do good so you know some of my role was about not actually being the innovator part of it but it's about working with innovators and having an understanding of those innovators and what made what made them tick so for instance you know one of the products if you want to call it that was a genetics methodology now that's a totally different ball game and I wouldn't expect to know all the ins and outs of genetics because that's not my business that's not where I come Mm. from but those people are the experts but the bit that I have to do and and something when it's very complex you have to work with the right people so we worked with a patent attorney we worked with various people and using the networks of the people that invented it so other things about systems you can you know, we've seen lots of innovation in healthcare over the last year with COVID and some of that will be good. Some of it will get dropped, but we need to make sure that we keep the good stuff. And that has to, that's sort of like for the common good. But if you're looking at being an innovator or an entrepreneur, you're not really an entrepreneur unless you make the money, Mm. (laughs) but you have to be clear on what what that looks like for you so for me what we're trying to do my colleague and I ran the the membership the life design membership that is about working with people and coaching people and there will be a fee involved and from for somebody from healthcare I think the bit that you've just articulated is really important because you know, I'm a nurse, I want to do good, I want to look Mm. after me, you know, but you also have to look at the realities, because 
one of the ways people can do this is what I suggested. So for instance, like if they have an idea, they then say, is there a way I can drop some of my hours or drop the way I or change the way I work? So that gives me time to work on this thing that I'm working on and look at and see if this is a commercial venture. And that's where I think the Spark Pivot Sprint methodology is really good. You can write the best lean canvas you like, but unless you actually test this out in the market, you need to know, is that thing going to fly? So you're, you are right. It can't just be for the love of it, but it needs, if you're not passionate about the idea, then yeah. you failed at the first hurdle, really. Yeah, it needs to be, it needs balance. But I think, yeah, and I, I mean, that's just, I think that's my personal opinion. And I think that y- you need a bigger mission than money. But you once you have a little bit of money, like, boy, there is so much more you can do with your idea. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, you're in a group with people from all over the world, likewise I am. And, you know, they're all at different levels doing different things. And it's, in a way, it seems quite an alien concept to us being in healthcare. But unless you have the money to do that, you're not going to get off first base. So it, you've had speakers on here about how you get capital in other ways. Mm. But you need to think about how am I going to do this? How does this go forward? Yeah. And I think there's something around, it's like, how serious are you? There's lots of different types of investment in your idea. And some of that investment may be, so you talked about, you know, like just doing, you know, like desktop research, asking Google, reading books, you know, there's source for networks, you know, like that is... I don't, you know, like a university is free. There's so much stuff in there. I'm looking up on my wall and every day I refer to the network maturity matrix. There's so much stuff that you could just, lots of principles that you can take, you know, that's free. Then you might start buying some books, you know, that's like 10 quid here, 10 quid there, start listening to podcasts, starting to invest a few more hours in your time. And then it's like, who do I need to speak to? And you kind of, Sometimes you can just speak to somebody for free, which is great. It may be that, Carol, I want, you just told, you know, like, if I want to understand the building blocks on how to commercialize a product which already exists, I could book a couple of coaching sessions with you. It's not even coaching, it's consulting. Just tell me what I need to, you know, let think about. I think that's it, isn't it? You know, when you're, when you're in the NHS, there's the other issues around, you know, who owns that idea and that's another that would be another podcast on its own so I think you have to be really clear on where your idea is having a conversation with somebody like me and it can be I tend to think you know one of the things I like to do is about let's look at your strengths go from there and then also we could look at you know if you're into if you're interested in developing an innovation what is the innovation doing some groundwork testing it out testing out how serious you are because you are right Tara unless you're prepared to invest not only yourself in this but some finances in a way you haven't really invested fully in the product Mm. or idea yeah you're expecting other people to do it we could talk all day I have to get you back on I think it's so helpful and I think the first part of this interview where you're sharing with us kind of how you did it I think is amazing and then it is also I suppose building on that 
we want to do good, but we have to take, we have to treat ourselves good. We have to take care of ourselves. Somebody said to me, I don't know what the, I can't remember the exact analogy, but you know, like your business will take of you all that you give it. It will never be satisfied ever if you don't put some boundaries around it, uh, boundaries around yourself, because there's always something to tweak can change and think about so I think we you do become obsessed with your idea in your business but there does come a point or there's points in the month points in the quarter points in the year when you have to take a breath in order to give you the energy to keep going so you don't build something you end up hating no exactly and you know I I find one of your um, podcasts about a default diary you know, some, everybody can learn, can't they? I mean, I have my diary and my planner and all the rest of it. And actually, it made me step back. And I thought, actually, if I'm planning to, for instance, write this book that I really want to do because I feel it will help people, it's also part of my research that I want to share with people. Obviously, that it, you know, the book will help my business as well because it's a business tool. If I'm going to do that, I need to plan in time to do that and I think that would be an important important very simple point if you're thinking of doing innovation and you in a full-time job part-time job or whatever you need to do a default diary about what you're going to do when you're going to do it Mm -hmm. so you might say right I'm going to give myself a month where I'm going to do desktop research that costs you nothing you might do another bit about learning about innovation because you don't, I mean, I've done a master's in innovation, but to be honest, the hardcore of what I learned in innovation was actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I felt I could almost teach, you know, teach the content myself because I'd been there and done it. Mm. So the trouble is what you mustn't do is procrastinate. And otherwise it will be that the book that's never written. It will be the product that, oh, somebody else has launched a product. That was the one I was thinking about. You need, if you're serious about it, you know, book some time with me. That's that's fine. We're going to put some resources up that people can look at. Be serious about it. Invest in the time and the, you know, the wherewithal to make this happen. And but also protect boundaries because one of the things in my default diary is I have Friday. It's called my Sacred Friday. And you come into my sacred Friday, Tara. Thank you, thank you. Likewise. But it's slightly different COVID times. So normally I would definitely be out and about in nature, doing something totally different or catching up with various people. That would, you know, that's a, a day that doesn't get interfered with at all. And then other days I do certain things and work with various people. So... It's really, I've, I can't stress this enough because the whole point of, for me, of going off and designing my life was that I designed a life that worked for me. My design won't work for somebody else, but yeah. I could, you know, like in the group that we're talking about, you can talk with others and get ideas and design a life that works for you. But also, you know, if you want to work with me, we can do that individually. It's you know and it comes from the heart because I've been there I've been on that journey and you know and we're learning all the time you know with developing any business or developing any innovation you learn as you go along definitely Carol if people want to find out more about what you do how can they connect with you yes so I'm on Twitter at Carol L Reed 
Um, there's not much up there at the moment because it's mainly pictures when I get out because <laughs> there's not really much to talk about apart from the main subject that everyone's talking about. I've also on LinkedIn, I'm Carol Reed, and I've got a website which I'll share a link, but it's Carol Reed Consultancy, and that's got my email contact so people could contact me and we could look at having a discovery call and see what works for you. Carol, you've just said there's not much to talk about. We've been talking for nearly an hour. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I did I did have a quick look at some of the fantastic podcasts you've already done and I thought, oh no, you know, I don't know how I'm going to. And this is the trouble, isn't it? An innovator will always be somebody that has lots of things on the boil. And I want people to learn from what I've experienced and about how you can do different things. I've done the traditional way, I've done university, etc. But I've also done, you know, design thinking of divide, designing my own learning mm-hmm. and connections. And I think that is as important as going off to a university and doing it. So bringing your whole experience and learning from other people. But um, yeah, I mean, if you want me to come back again. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Thank you so much and see you soon. Yeah, thank you very much, Tara. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five-star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. It's really, really funny. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.